how can you or what do you need to stop what do you need to not do what do you need or what distraction do you need to remove guys welcome to crisis questions super early morning edition um it's about normal time i my workout kit i really got a day started um and i just wanted to share like the last couple of weeks i've had some things going on um and what i realized is on this journey that i'm on of trying to get my business going and so it's a journey of entrepreneurship trying to get things started understanding social platforms, understanding who I am and who I want to be on there and who I want to help is my, my attention is being pulled everywhere. I mean, left, right and center. And it's a, so the, I'm, I'm currently part of a mastermind. And one of the questions last, last night was just over Thanksgiving now. So what needs to happen for the rest of this year to be a success? Because it would be quite easy to say, well, Thanksgiving's over, Christmas is on the way. May as well wrap the year up, which gives you another four weeks yet before you can, you know, finish strong. I love the question. And uh, for me, it was about reducing. For me, it was about doing or having less, not more. Because I've become acutely aware uh, and after watching a brilliant documentary, uh, Social, The Social Dilemma, which is on Netflix, attention is the new currency. Now, some of you or me or may not be aware of um, that, that, that documentary, but it's certainly eye-opening with regards to how they're playing and vying for your attention. It's almost like the odds are stacked against you um, with the, the, the way the technology is geared and, and how they elicit responses from you. Very, very, very clever, very clever. Now, I've never been all in on any social media platform in all, in all honesty. Um, this platform is probably the one that's um, I've been most consistent with. I've dabbled on Facebook, I've dabbled on LinkedIn, dabbled on Twitter and Instagram. I've never really bought into the putting everything online so, yeah, so this is where I'm currently at. And, and, and in all honesty, it's been so frustrating the last few weeks. Um, I did a five-day five LinkedIn challenge, which was about trying to understand who you help and how you help them. And part of that was um, <laughs> doing a meditation where we would meet our ideal client. Brilliant meditation, very clever, but it really through me with regards to who I thought I wanted to help. So, yeah, I've been all over the shop and, and, it's, and this, is, this seems to be a consistent theme um, since I've made the leap of actually leaving my job um, in pursuit of this new vision I have for my life and for my, myself and my family. And it seems to be, so there's, there's, there's another opportunity which has come up, which I've jumped on. So, it's, I'm, also, I'm also aware that when things come along, if it aligns with the end goal, do it. Not without thinking, 
assessing uh, the risks and implications of doing it, but understanding that is the fear I have real. And all along, all the way along, like I keep checking myself. You know, it's, I mean, what's the uh, to the uh, I can't think of the term. What's the antonym? I might be wrong. Anyway, so like fear, false expectations appearing real. There's a fantastic song with Ian Brown called Fear, and every word and every line is every every uh, verse is about the. Uses the word fear in all its different uh, meanings, and it's quite eye-opening to realize that when fear shows up, it can literally stop you in your tracks. So, if like there's um, there's sometimes there's, there's decisions you need to make, like like leaving your job. So. so the thought that would hold you back is, oh, well, I don't want, you know, I need that income. I don't want to be poor. I don't, you know, I might lose my house. Um, you could, I don't know, just whatever. I mean, I had all sorts of different things running through my head when I was considering leaving my job. Though I was in a place at the time where I was able, the, the overriding fear was not um, the worst thing that could happen. Once I'd assessed it and addressed it, I was then able to just, you know, make the decision. Um, but I was also aware that I felt like I was being guided of sorts because after the after the sense of that, that sensation of fear kicking in and walking through it and understanding it, also that you know, then then came a sense of calm. Um, and I've experienced this multiple times with different decisions, like like leaving my leaving my shop floor position to go and work in the office, and then leaving the office to to leave the company. And both times, I had this exact same feeling, and it's I I, I, I like the frame as guided because that's it, the the feeling was calm and peace of mind. Though there's also an inherent trust and faith that goes with that. Um, and it's exciting and it's an exciting space to be in because all of a sudden then there's all these new possibilities where you know the false expectations that are appearing real they they're sort of squashed you know you've 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 looked at it you've played with it you know what's the worst thing that could happen you've walked that path and then you got you, you know once you walk the worst thing that can happen the next thing you have to do is understand what's the best thing that could happen and walk that, you know, this could be like, this could go, go, go off. This could be like, be like gangbusters, you know, it could really, really go off and it could really take off. And that itself will have some beliefs attached to it that could ultimately hold you back. But then there's the what's most, most likely to happen. And this, I, I find myself saying this a lot lately to, to clients is, you know, the, there always seems to be a halfway house. When you look back, look back on some of the, the big decisions you've made where you've been scared or nervous or mo you've noticed moments of anxiety or stress. And usually it's based around the worst thing that could happen. It, but it's purely that. It's an imagined worst case scenario. There may You may have a little evidence which would 
guide you to think that way from the past. But you can't categorically say that that will happen because it's in the future. So, you know, being able to, to step back and, and actually say, okay, uh, that, that is my brain's way of thinking. That, that I am naturally, when I think, going to think the worst thing. And once you know that, you've now got a different perspective because if that's the worst thing that can happen, now you've got to assess the best thing that can happen. You have to do that to give yourself the opportunity to see the upside, um, which sometimes you really do. I know up until three years ago, I don't think I ever did it, ever. Um, and oddly enough, my dad used to try and throw in like a nugget or two to try and shift my perspective, but I never really took it until I actually took up my training with NLP. And then most, most, most likely to happen is, you know, it's the middle ground. It, it, it might be not quite as you expected, um, but it still will, when you look back for me, all the decisions I've made, they've, the, 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 the awesome scenario is, is not far off. It's like if it was on a scale like of zero being bad and 10 being good, I'm hitting seven, eights and nines, you know, from, from, from my expectation of the situation. And when, you know, that, that, that is so, I've got more evidence of that now than I have of the worst scenario happening. So you now my worst case scenario is now I'm being moderated. They're reduced. I'm less living in that state of what, you know, because what, what you see, you, 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 what you believe you attract. If you're in a place where you're seeing um, a lot of negative, and I mean, it's, the world is primed for it right now with this pandemic. So it's, you know, it just is. So, <clears throat> and I see a lot of like family members that are, you know, fearful right now. I know my mother is, my, my mother's, you know, she's really scared with this COVID going on. So, you know, what why choose to, I think, I think it pays to be aware of what's going on. But you can't just believe what you're told. There's always two sides to an argument. I mean, you probably said that yourself. So is your one source trusted? Is your one thought, does your one source have an ultimate agenda? Are they telling the truth? And, you know, do you, do you know that they have lied in the past? Do you know that... Uh, your source of, of information that you're consuming on a daily basis is providing you with um, a balanced view. I mean, my wife had to stop watching the news at one point because she thought I was trying to kill her because there was a spell of husbands killing their wives on the news that was being reported. And she's, she got seriously paranoid to the point where she, had, she, she did it herself. She decided to start watching it. And things start to change. If we stay fearful, we stay stuck. We stay rooted. We all stay, also put ourselves in a state of um, possible surrender in the sense of, you know, I think I've heard the term a lot lately, a sovereign individual where you are in charge of you. But sometimes what can happen, and I noticed it happened to me when we got flooded, was we, once we, because we got flooded and it was by outside, outside 
the sources or whatever. It then left us in limbo because we didn't have the, the capability, the funds or whatever to actually just get it fixed in then, which therefore meant we were in under the insurance people's uh, protection, I suppose, as you were, it would be a good word for it. Um, and, and all of a sudden, all the power, it felt like all the power had shifted from me to them to the point where I was expecting them to do things and it wasn't always happening. And I felt so low, like being it, when you, when you actually, I can't think of the term for it, there's an actual term where you buy into the victimhood of it. And then I, I've said this on a past podcast, not long after the flood, my ability to function reduced. And I, I noticed it creaked as well. So it wasn't just to do with, um, you know, how, how do we get this going? Why did this happen? Now we've got to do this. Now we've got to do that. Right. I, I can't physically go and re, be plastered and rip off um, all, the, all the plastering on the house and replastering because I haven't got those skills. I could, really, I could do a really bad job of it, but I want the house put back, as it were, at a minimum. So once I'd actually, you know, was in that state, I see. I noticed it started to creep into other areas too. You know, there was, there was, um, my, my, all my habits were out the window, all my, my health habits, my fitness habits. So obviously this was like prime, prime something to be solved or gotten through. So, and, and that state frustrated the hell out of me, like really really did because I hadn't felt that low for three or four years and I realized actually it was me I was surrendering myself to other people I was giving other people the power where it should lay in me and once I took back that power and the way that I took that back was by actually saying okay so instead of looking at them what can they do I was like okay what can I do what can I do today to move myself forward what can I do today to move this process forward? What can I do today that will allow me to feel better than I did yesterday? And it goes on and you start asking yourself these questions and you're getting little insights and little nuggets and little tweaks here and there and shifts in perspective, you know, and, and, and that comes from asking better questions. So very often we can just sit. And that's what I was doing. I think that's where the frustration and the anger kicked in was I was sitting, waiting, no one was going to come and save me. No one was going to kick this process off. I mean, we, we had somebody on the ground. We had boots on the ground assessing the damage within 30 minutes of the flood. And I don't even know where that guy came from. He wasn't from my insurance company because they didn't know. But he was knocking a door. He went on the house. And this is like a post. This is post a post reflection on my behalf, realizing I had someone in the house that was um, doing all this insurance assessment. And I'm like, well, I haven't even told the insurance people yet. You know, how, well, what are you doing here? That thing, which at the time though, you're thinking, okay, well, great. The process has started, but it hadn't. He was somebody that somehow had known to come and assess the area and just started knocking doors. Uh, and they took on a lot of work and, and they took on <laughs> so much work. They didn't have enough people to keep up with it. So a lot of people that went with that company 
um, not realizing it was sort of like a default option, are still waiting for their house to be done. And we're coming up nearly a year. You know, in three months' time, it will be a year. So, you know, um, we're still not in. We're still in the rented accommodation. So, and so grateful to be where we are. We've got a lovely view of the back garden and everything else. Uh, but we are currently on lockdown. So we got um, we actually went around the other day to see family, uh, and then the next day we had a phone call saying, "Oh, um, we've been in contact with somebody with COVID." So that I mean, we're on lockdown, and that has driven me absolutely bleeding nuts. Honest to God, like I can't go for my ride. Um, basically, the government instruction is to not leave your house if you've been in potentially in contact with somebody with COVID. Um, and oh my god, I, I don't know. I can understand why loneliness is a killer. Like this has really, really cut my head. I'm like I said, I've got my training kit on right now. Kids are in bed and trying to get my podcast sorted before they wake up. The little ones in the front room. So, and, and it, I don't know, it forces you to get a little bit creative. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's. I mean. And my mother-in-law, she's got COVID. She's in hospital with it too. Um, so, and she's in Bulgaria. So there's a lot going on right now. Um, and the next, it feels like there's another big leap coming for me. So I've just signed up for a, another training with the lady that did the uh, uh, LinkedIn challenge. Her name's Shelly Hutchinson. Previously been on the show. Lovely lady, lovely lady. And um, she has got a course that she's putting on. So I've jumped on this course. It's a, it's an investment, most certainly. And I'm aware that that's where my focus needs to lie. And the reason my focus needs to lie there is because that's where I think I can turn things around. That's where, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm feeling drawn to in the sense of future, you know, making, pushing my business forward and getting to that point where I want to be. So that's, that's the next focus, but that means cutting some stuff. I mean, I'm trying to grow on all different fronts from, you know, meditation, mindset, learning stuff, NLP. Um, but I'm going to unsubscribe from all those. And and there's two groups that I'm actually going to be activating. One of them is my uh, monthly mastermind, which we meet twice a week, uh, twice a month. And then the other one is this, this group with Shirley Hutchinson. And um, it feels good to know that's the move, the next move, because it gives me space to breathe. Um, I'm gonna reduce, like next week we're moving, um, hopefully be back in the house on the 11th. So this week is absolutely bonkers with clients and friends and just trying to, like all, all online of course, trying, trying to well, just you know, help, help as many people as I can. Um, with, with what I can. And then next week is about getting back to the house, um, moving stuff back in, scrubbing it down because there's been <laughs> due to the, since, since we've been out over the past, uh, nine, 10 months, there's, uh, a mold has decided to take residence within the property. And we think it's because of the, 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 the boiler was, has been off since then. There's no heat circulating in the house. And 
there's been a lot of plastering being done, so a lot of moisture. Obviously, as that evaporates, it's going to rise. I think that's what's causing the problem upstairs. So we've got to get in, we've got to get the carpets cleaned. We put a, a new suite in there three weeks ago. That's, that's covered, so we've got to get that cleaned as well. So there's lots and lots of work to be done. Uh, it does feel a little bit overwhelming in the sense of there's other things I want to get done. Like I, I want to get in front of my podcast episodes too. Um, but at the same time, it's good. You know, it's, it'd be good to make the move back home, get this house tidied up and ready for the next people coming in. And just to get home, because uh, we've been gone a long time. And oddly enough, we wanted to feel what it lived like, what it was like to live in a rented accommodation. We now know. Um, I've enjoyed it. I don't think I'd want to do it long term. There's too many implications of being rented with regards to the changes you can make. You know, painting, fixtures, other bits and bobs. Um, so, yeah, we were just looking forward to getting back and getting the trimmings. I know the kids are busting to get the trimmings up. Because um, normally would have been they would have been up by now, mid, mid-November. So we're still trying to get the Christmas vibe on. You know, we're watching a... Uh, my wife is, 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 is chucking Christmas films on most evenings. So as we as we smash some keys and try and move things forward. So how can you finish, let's finish, wrap this up with um, how can you, or what do you need to stop? What do you need to not do? What do you need, or what distraction do you need to remove so you can finish the year strong? That's my question for you. And just have a ponder. See what comes up. I mean, if you if you got anything that you'd like to achieve by the end of this year, I mean, and be and be brutal with it. You know, if if, if that means cutting things, then cut them because otherwise you you, you you never get achieved. So my focus is going all in on that, that LinkedIn training and putting content out. Not that I, like I've said all along, I don't want to be one of those. It doesn't interest me in the slightest to be trying to compete with all the big boys on social media that are putting multiple posts out a day um, where they, you know, they, they've got a media company and they've got 20 interns putting hundreds of pieces of content. Now that's, I can't do that. I, I'm a one man band, so it's not, I'm not even going to consider it. So it's going to be about organic growth and referrals and you know, recommendations. So, Follow along. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, just ponder those questions, you know. Have a little rewind this, see what the questions were. What can you do? What can you cut? What can you change to make December 2020 a success? Even if it's just put a plan together for 2021, you know. Look at look at yourself, look at your habits, because your habits will ultimately create the person you become. How many of your habits and actions are the habits and actions of that successful person you perceive in the future? I always like to frame it that way because it feels a little bit gritty, especially for me. It's like that there'll always be creep within your habits. Um, but when you ultimately bring it back to, am I like, that's another thing I came up last night and I'll wrap this up. 
is we, we want the successes and rewards of the man we are to become or the man or woman we are to become. Yet we're not there yet. So there's this path, there's this distance, there's this line between where we are and where we want to be. And where we want to be is where the perceived success and rewards are. Yet we haven't learned all the things we need to learn to get there yet. We need to walk the path. You need to, we need to fail. We need to learn, we need to grow. We need to pivot. Maybe you're creating something, maybe you're creating a course. You know, there, there will be multiple iterations. Do what you need to do to make a minimum viable product. Get it up, get it done, and get it out. Get feedback, tweak, move forward. It's funny that because the iteration thing applies to so many things in life, like, you know, even versions of yourself. Like, I mean, over the last three years, I'm probably like version 100. It's got to be. I've, I've changed so much. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. want to wish you all a strong week. Hope those questions provide some insight into where you want to go and who you want to be. Stay strong. Peace out.